You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Broadcasting live from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So you just start, you're just going to be there for tea giving, huh? That's right. Yeah. Uh, first ever Thanksgiving, uh, I'm sure, in my whole life from uh, from Tuscaloosa, actually. Obviously, with uh, COVID, uh, both of our, my big family, her big family is passing on the, 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 the big Thanksgiving. And since we had back-to-back home games and it was just going to be the, the two of us, uh, we're doing a Tuscaloosa Thanksgiving on Thursday. Well, you got a bunch of turkeys rolling in on Saturday a couple of days late in the Auburn Titans. Um, we do. I hope we give them the stuffing. <laughs> uh, so, oh, that was awful. Um, that wasn't that bad. I mean, all right, Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. Uh, first of all, what I want to do today is just go over, because this is something I like to do every week. I, I'm a huge fan of talking about Bama alums in the NFL, and I think that's what we can do. Uh, first for this particular episode. Also, I want to let everybody know, uh, be sure to check out, we will have a podcast on Thanksgiving, Jimmy. I actually cut one with the guys from Locked On Auburn. Um, They wanted to do a crossover podcast, so we did it. You and I may do another one too. So we may have a bunch of podcasts this week. We'll have one tomorrow too. Sorry we're a little bit late today with this one. But, uh, you know, it's just the hustle bustle life Jimmy and I lead, right? That's right. We, uh, we stay very, very busy, as royalty often does. So let's talk about Bama in the NFL. First of all, um, I, I'm just going to read down a few of these. Stop me when I get to one that interests you. Um, Jaron Reed, two tackles uh, for Seattle. Bo Scarborough, six carries, 31 yards. A hamstring injury. He's probably done for the year again. I mean. Oh, geez. That dude can't stuck. catch a break. He know, cannot man. catch a break. <clears throat> um. Kenyon Drake, 11 carries, 29 yards, and a TD, four catches and 31 yards. Drake Patrick had seven tackles, and Deontay Thompson played but didn't have any stats. Um, Ronnie Harrison only had a tackle and left with a knee injury, but I think he's going to be okay. I think so. Um, It's nothing like Joe Burrow's injury, which, by God almighty, that was horrible to watch. And he he tore about every single ligament. He tore some ligaments in his elbow somehow for that. I mean, um, that was awful. Yeah. Jedrick Wills obviously started. You know, there is some talk that Jedrick Wills should be in the running for rookie of the year, which is hard to evaluate an offensive lineman like that, but I thought that's kind of cool. That means he's obviously doing really, really well, and uh, I'm not surprised at all. A great player at Alabama. Was really a great player from day one. This is a dude just born to play pro football, good dude, smart, uh, great guy. Um, Jonathan Allen, three tackles, three quarterback hits, and one of those was the hit on Joe Burrow, even though it really wasn't his fault because he was actually being held on the play, and um, he just sort of ran into his knee in a bad way. just sucks. Um, Cam Sims, another game, some more catches, two catches for only 20 yards, but, man, I'm digging that he's getting in there. And Robert Foster's on that team now. He played, but he didn't have any stats. You know, the the Redskins, or I guess Washington football team, is just – they're just – Alabama East. They really are. They, you know, Washington and Baltimore, that whole, that whole area, that DMV area just loaded with, uh, 
with Bama alums and Bama players in the NFL. And, you know, I think Cam Sims and Robert Foster being in the NFL is just uh, – it, it, it says a lot to them that they never quit. They, they kept working. They kept grinding, even though their college careers didn't go like they wanted. But they kept working at it, and now they're pro football players. But also just shows off Alabama's incredible depth. I mean, uh, Alabama just has great depth of talent at a lot of positions. Not every position every year, but uh, gosh, Alabama's got – there are kids on Alabama – put it this way. There are kids on Alabama's football team right now who do not play substantial roles. Maybe they're older, maybe they're younger, but they don't play substantial roles but are still going to be playing uh, in the National Football League. That's uh, That only happens in a couple of places. No, that's absolutely right. Uh, meanwhile, Mika Fitzpatrick, another game, another two interceptions. I mean, he's just killing it. Look, he's he's first team all NFL. I don't think there's anybody. He found his fit. Be. I mean, to me, yeah. he found his fit is what it is. Now, Mika's a real versatile kid. And, I, I again, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in. But it really looks like the Dolphins wanted to, to, to use Mika's versatility and, you know, move him around and do this this week and this next week. And and with Minka, you could do that. But but I don't I don't think Minka was was real happy with that. I think Minka's like, can you can y'all just put me at one of these positions and let me play? And that's what yeah. Pittsburgh has done. And he's just zoomed off. They're not moving him around. They just stick him right there at safety and boom, he's an NFL all pro. You know. It does piss me off as I'm not a lifelong Dolphins fan, but I always loved them back when they had Baumhauer and Tony Nathan. And um, they, they just had a bunch of Bama guys back in the day. And I used to used to love the Dolphins. Um, and then they sort of quit having they Dwight Stevenson, obviously. Um, and I loved uh, I, I Tony loved Nathan. Him. Yeah, Tony that, Nathan was a Dolphin. I said yeah. him first. Oh, you did say him first. Yeah, you did say him. Thanks for paying attention to your co-host. Um, <laughs> well, I just started immediately thinking of uh, <clears throat> Dolphin, Bammer Dolphins. Uh, so, but then they quit sort of having Bama guys and then they had an opportunity. I mean, they could have Tua, they could have Drake, they could have Minka all on the same team. Holy hell, they would be, I mean, they're kicking ass right now. They had a bad game against Denver and Tua got pulled. So we won't, we won't talk about him. Uh, but, uh, you know, they could really be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. And they just, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, Derrick Henry, another big game, 28 carries, 133 yards, and the game-winning touchdown. You know, here's the thing that the NF, that the Titans have finally figured out. Henry's not going to get you an 80-yard run on the first play from scrimmage. This shit ain't going to happen. But if you keep giving him the ball, eventually people get tired of hitting that dude. So, <laughs> and he just – he always breaks free in the end because his endurance is remarkable for a guy his size. Yeah, he plays football uh, very – you know, his best football is in the fourth quarter. And Najee, I think, is a lot like Derek. I don't think Najee is Derrick Henry. They're not the same guy. They're they're different, but they are similar in that way. I, I think Najee's best football is in the fourth quarter if he ever gets there. Uh, and and uh, Derek is definitely his best football is in the fourth quarter. Uh, not not Derek is the proof to me that Najee is going to be a pretty good pro. Yeah. Maybe not worth a first-round pick. But Najee's going to be a pretty good pro. Just look at Derek. Um, meanwhile, Damian Harris, another touchdown for New England, but they only give him 11 carries for 43 yards. I, again, another guy you got to – New England's never been known to, to you know, work a running back to death, especially under Belichick. But, I mean, I just don't see why they don't give him – I mean, play Rex Burkhead too. That's fine. But, I mean, they just try – they seem like they've got 
five running backs, and they're all kind of the same. But I think Damian Harris is the best of the bunch in terms of running backs. Rex Burkhead's the the jackknife. But um, I, I think that, or is it, or is it just? Uh, I think Swiss it's a um, Swiss, Swiss Army, Army knife. Jackknife is uh, yeah. Jackknife would be like Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's true. Well, whatever. He's a he's a, he's a knife. He's a knife of some variety. Yeah. Um, Join us next week for a discussion of various knives and how we compare them to various players around the entire National Football League. Uh, Jimmy, look, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Stop right here, and I'm going to tell you a knife story when I come back, since we're getting close to Christmas. Uh, but I do want to tell everybody about Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer you want to drink. It's made to chill. Go check out CoorsLight.com. Look, your life is busy. You're, you're sick of work. The holidays are going to drive you nuts. Your your uncle's coming into town. You don't like him, and you certainly don't like his third wife that he's bringing with him or his fourth girlfriend or whatever she is. You don't like them. So you got to have a Coors Light to even suffer through the stories they're going to tell you that are totally uninteresting. But, you know, you have that refreshing Coors Light, and all of a sudden, man, you're chilling in the Rocky Mountains. That's what you want to do is have a Coors Light Go to CoorsLight.com and find out whatever you want to find out about Coors Light. they got a cool story. I'll tell you this, too. I have toured the Coors Light facility. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And you get samples. Hard to beat that. Go to CoorsLight.com or go to your local convenience store or grocery store and pick you up a six-pack or a case or a truckload. Whatever works for you, however you drink. We just want you to drink responsibly and be sure to drink Coors Light, which is brewed right there in Golden, Colorado. Also want to tell everybody about our good friends over at Homefield Apparel. Jimmy, I bought a couple of these shirts. Absolutely love them. These shirts are fantastic. They feel great. Homefield has dug through all of Bama's archives to find these unique logos and mascots and uh, all types of ideas and new designs that you don't see at these other places. And they've put them on hoodies. They put them on t-shirts. I love the t-shirts. They feel great. Um, I've got two of them. I need to take a picture of me and one of them because I, I look fantastic. I got to be honest with you. And it's all because <laughs> of the shirt. It has nothing to do with me. But you want to go to homefieldapparel.com and use this promo code BF Locked on Bama. BF Locked on Bama. This is a unique code which will give you 30% off. It's usually 20% off, it's 30% off now. If you use the code B as in boy, F as in Frank, locked on Bama. BF locked on Bama will get you. Boy Frank. You can't beat that. You can't. Boy or Frank. Brody, uh, Freddie, as in uh, Croyle and Kitchens, um, locked on Bama. BF locked on Bama gets you 30% off at home field. Go do it right now. Don't quit screwing around and go to home field. All right, Jimmy, I want to tell you a story uh, really quickly about uh, uh, speaking of Kniefs, um, my brother, when he was about five, um, we have a tradition. We had a tradition in our house that you open one present on Christmas Eve, right? And I mean, I think a lot of people do that. Well, he always wanted to open the present from my mom's brother who lives in New York because he always gave interesting stuff because he's in New York. And at the time, it was the early '80s in Alexander City, Alabama, and we we barely had rotary phones. So he always sent us really cool things. Well, Austin said, "Mom, I want to open my present," and and Mom said, "Sure, go ahead, pick one out." So he picked out Uncle Sandy's present. He opened it up. Mom said she heard all this. Paper Is this the uncle that's got the uh, three wives and the four girlfriends? <laughs> it could be. It could be. I need to check with him. Um, but uh, so mom hears all this paper being torn off. She's in the kitchen. My brother's down in the living room so she can hear, but she can't see. And she hears like, oh, yeah, you know, 
And then she hears dead silence for like 30 seconds, which is weird from him because he was not a quiet kid. And he comes into the kitchen with one thing, one hand wrapped around his index finger and says, it's not bad, mama. And she goes, what? And she could see sort of blood squirting out from the creases of his other fingers. And um, what Uncle Sandy had given his five-year-old nephew was a Swiss Army knife, which Austin promptly opened and sliced his finger up with. So just a, just a little Christmas warning out there to all you uncles. No Swiss Army knife for your five-year-old nephews, if you don't mind. Um, so, Jimmy, tonight, wow. I know. Tonight um, is the college football playoff reveal show or whatever the hell you call it. And I'm, I mean, is it any secret it's going to be Bama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four? I've seen some people believe that Texas A&M could be in that four spot, but I don't buy it. I think A&M is likely, I mean, to me, there's so many interesting storylines and I, I believe Clemson will be at four and, and, and but I, I guess I wouldn't be floored if another one loss team was there just based on schedule and metrics but uh no my, my guess is clemson four but i do think the order good look, the order of florida texas a&m is fascinating because they have the head-to-head game a&m won but you can't help but guess that florida will be ranked higher yeah um yeah I, and that's that seems wrong but but boy i I kind of buy it. The other thing is, see, we've seen more of Florida than we have of Texas A&M, and we know Florida right. is better than they were when they played Texas A&M, I think, too. Um, and we don't know if Texas A&M is better or worse because they hadn't played in a, in a you know, two moons. So, uh, right. or boy, two moons is only two days. It's, it's got to be more than that. <laughs> uh, sometimes moons. there's a moon, and sometimes there's a moon in the morning and a moon at night. That's true. Um so, but the, the other thing is we haven't seen Clemson play in a while either. So, right. I mean, it's been it, if they do play this Saturday against Pittsburgh, it will have been three weeks since their, their last game, and that game was a loss. So, you know, who knows? But I, I'm going to say that's going to that's going to be what it is. Um, there's not going to be a ton of drama tonight, um, and that's where I think this thing is headed. And you know, again, it, I, I'm going to say I said it in an earlier podcast. There has never been a year where the number one seed is more important. Never been a year where the number one seed is more important. And um, Alabama needs to just keep rolling right along. And certainly we will talk about the Iron Bowl, which is coming up this Saturday, obviously, uh, as these podcasts continue. But um, I I didn't want to – there's some more Alabama and NFL stuff, but I felt like eh, we sort of recovered that. I think we're in good shape. Now, one thing I did want to bring up, Jimmy, that you might know a little something about, uh, Xavier Worthy. And now, is it Xavier Worthy or Xavier Worthy? Some people pronounce the X, some people don't. What do you think it is? I go with the Z. Uh, I go with the Z there. I'm saying I, I Xavier Worthy. I, that's what I'm going with. And keeping in mind, I think about the last 20 times we've had a name we're not certain about with the recruit uh, we've guessed wrong about 18 of those 20 times. No, I, I agree with you, but uh, but I'm, I'm going, going Xavier. Xavier. Because Xavier is actually the way it's supposed to be pronounced. So um, I'm going to go with Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver from California who's committed to Michigan. He's going to be visiting Alabama for the Iron Bowl, and there's a lot of scuttlebutt that he could flip to Alabama. And if he does flip, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that Alabama's given up on Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver out of Louisiana, who's also a top player. That's right. Uh, first of all, Worthy is fantastic. Uh, film review, uh, this is a uh, Henry Ruggs-type player in the sense that he's fast, fast, fast. He's not just a fast player. He's fast, fast. He'll be the fastest player on the field uh, almost any week he plays. Uh, he has legitimate 10-5 track times, which are just absurd out of this world for a football player. Uh, and but but the reason I compare him to Ruggs is he's not just a track guy. He 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 has football skill. He even has some make you miss ability. He has soft hands. Uh, his upside is NFL first round. Uh, and you know Alabama just continues its great work at receiver. I'll say I I'm not going to say that Xavier Worthy is certainly flipping from Michigan to Alabama, but. Look what Michigan's look at Michigan's program right now. Look at Alabama's program right now. Secondly, look at Alabama's uh, incredible string of producing NFL wide receivers. And third, keep in mind because of the NCAA dead period uh, throughout the pandemic, there are no official visits. This is not an official visit. This is a kid uh, and his family on their own dime, flying from California to Alabama to spend the weekend. That should tell you right then and there how serious they are about Alabama. So. I really like Alabama's chances to make the flip here, and Xavier Worthy would be uh, a worthy addition to uh, what's already a badass group of uh, of signees at the wide receiver spot in this class. Yeah, and I mean, I watched some of his huddle tape. I kind of gave up um, on him because uh, I, I thought, okay, he's committed to Michigan. He's he's said over and over again he's firm. Well. Soon as this visit came, I went and checked out his highlight film again, and boy, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's got he's got some rugs, but he's got some waddle. Um, you know, waddle uh, rugs straightaway speed is out of this world, but waddle's just one of those you know, boy whirlwind guys. And I think he's sort of in between. I wouldn't say he's as fast as rug nor as quick as waddle, but somewhere in between, which I can I can certainly live with that. And it's also getting funny to me how it was just you know, 15 years ago that we were all practically all Alabama fans were practically in a human centipede because we got Prince Hall out of California. Now we go and get five <laughs> stars out of California. Like there's no problem. It's well, first of all, you, you credit Nick Saban for building the greatest college football program of all time. That That's where it starts. But secondly, as it relates specifically to recruiting California, Alabama is back to back fantastic recruiters with California ties while he was on the staff. Tosh Lupoy was probably Alabama's very best recruiter. He had extensive ties to California, uh, having played and lived there his, his, throughout his life. And then Tosh moves on, and now our offense coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, has uh, extensive ties all over California, both north and south. And uh, Sark is now really responsible for for recruiting California, and with his name being former head coach at USC and and a player, you know, at USC, uh, Sark has extensive uh, ties there. And, and so between the brand Alabama that Nick Saban has really built with, with the young player uh, and then throw in uh, a really good recruiter that recruits the area, and that's how you get Bryce Young, Najee Harris, and now maybe an Xavier Worthy who are these legitimate five-star, high four-star type, type guys. You just mispronounced his name. We just talked about that. You just called him Xavier Worthy. Did I just go X there? You did. (laughs) Why? 
lawyer, we call it in the, in, in the legal world, covering our bases. Okay. <laughs> um, Jimmy, that means I got me, it right. Let me tell everybody about it. It just Bilt means I got Go. it right. One of the two times I got it right. BuiltGo.com is where you want to go or it's where you want to built go because you need to go there and check out these little packets that they have that are just chock full of energy. They're great for you. Um, they, they, they give you all this extra energy without the crash. That's huge. BuiltGo.com, B-U-I-L-T-G-O.com. Same folks that bring you Built Bar, but this is just sort of like compact energy. Trust me, I've been taking these. I love them right before a workout, which is right before work or right before anything. It's great if you need a shot of energy and you know you're not going to have that crash. Something like a five-hour energy gives you or some of those other little knick-knack things that you get in the impulse aisle. Look, BuiltGo is where you want to go. BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your order at BuiltGo.com. Jimmy, um, just a few odd and end things. First of all, we'll, I guess we'll talk about the basketball season tipping off tomorrow. Let's talk about that in tomorrow's podcast. Alabama opening up against Jacksonville State. Programming note there, Alabama now will be on the SEC network at 7 o'clock. That's awesome. You get to just see it on TV versus watching it on ESPN+. Plus. Um, but there are a lot of games that are being canceled already. It's, it's, it's not starting out great for yeah. basketball. Um, and meanwhile, the SEC has shuffled some games around this weekend, which I assume means next weekend's games will be shuffled around as well. I think it's safe to say Alabama will most likely be playing LSU uh, after the Auburn game. Don't you think that's going to be the case? That's that's my guess right now. I mean, and, and not, that's all it is is a guess because no one knows. I don't think the SEC office knows. So if the SEC office doesn't know, how could we? Uh, it's nothing that's official. It's just what makes the most sense is 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 the LSU game on December 5th with Arkansas moved to December 12th uh, as the SEC is attempting to play. Let's remember this. Uh, everybody's playing, uh, you know, uh, 10 games in the league. Uh, so you do you do the math. Uh, that means there's 70 SEC football games that are that are scheduled to be played this season. And the SEC's goal is to play 70. Let's figure out a way, if possible, to play 70. If we can't play 70, let's play as many as we can. So uh, with that reason, they're trying to be very flexible here at the end, trying to get 70 games in. And uh, it's not easy. But if the SEC pulls it off, uh, even though he gets criticized quite a bit, uh, I'm going to be extremely uh, congratulatory and impressed by Greg Sankey. If, if, if the SEC somehow plays 70 full games <laughs> as scheduled uh, based on all that's happened, you, you have to applaud uh, Greg Sankey and his office for, for figuring it out. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And and again, some of these games are less important than others. The SEC will never admit that, but it's certainly the truth. And I think that the key is now, okay, let's get in what we can and make with a uh, – we, we now have a picking order. Some games are more important than others. Um, the SEC will never say that. They, they think Vandy, Missouri is just as important as Alabama-Auburn. It ain't. And um, everybody knows it. Um, and we'll talk more about basketball, obviously, uh, you know, one, one point about basketball real quick. I'm stealing this from Cecil Hurt because, you know, most of my most of my uh, profound statements I make are stolen. We all know this. But uh, stealing this from Cecil yesterday, uh, I, I believe he said this on the Feinbaum show, Alabama is scheduled to play 27 basketball games, 18 conference games, nine non-conference games. So a total of 27. 
if Alabama plays 20 of those 27, we ought to be very grateful that we got to see Alabama play 20 times because that's that's sort of the direction uh, with the pandemic we're going in in terms of the gross amount of cancellations that are out there. And that's probably only going to get worse before the vaccines show up and it gets better. But uh, Alabama, again, scheduled to play 27. Cecil picked out the number 20. Like, man, if they play 20 of those 27 games, that's good. I'll take it. And um, I would be shocked if we got the 20 at this point. I mean, I'm seeing cancellations left and right already. People pulling out of various tournaments. Um, it's It sucks. And it sucks uh, on other levels. I just got a copy of the Calhoun School's schedule. I'm planning to go see J.D. Davison play at some point. And all I keep thinking is, man, I hope, you know, I get to go see him play because they, they get to play these games. I gotta, I'm going to give props to the AHSAA. <laughs> There's been one forfeit in the playoffs so far for the AHSAA. And that was at the first round, and it really just didn't matter. And um, it's pretty fantastic. It's really cool. Also, props to Kool-Aid McKinstry and Pinson Valley. For moving on, he shut down Rock Taylor, the Tennessee commitment wide receiver for Oxford, and um, he's moving on. They'll play Mountain Brook in a great game coming up. We'll talk more about the AHSA later. But, Jimmy, I do want to do something a little bit more personal here, and I want to make a statement that I find to be 100% factual. This is not opinion. This is just fact. Thanksgiving is the worst of the holidays. (laughs) Agree or disagree? I disagree but only in the sense of I'm not sure what you're comparing it to. Okay. I mean, how many holidays are we going to count in the in the holiday all rankings? Them. All of them. Well, when you say all of them, I mean, are you counting Labor Day? I mean, what 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 are we? Labor Day, Day of the Dead. Um, <laughs> then it's, no, no, then no, it's not the Arbor Day. You name a holiday, it's better than Thanksgiving, and here's my reason. Thanksgiving meals are the most overrated meals in the history of mankind. I want a vomitorium for Thanksgiving just to vomit before I eat. You know, I'm telling you, it is it, every food on the table is brown or orange. Um, <laughs> you know, even a green bean casserole has some cracky, cracker esque crust. Crust, God, I can't say shit. That, that's just awful. Um, the turkey always sucks. Turkeys just suck anyway. Turkeys just awful. That's why we only eat the shit like one time a year. Um, if if it were up to me, we would have fried shrimp on Thanksgiving. Fried shrimp, fried shrimp. They came over on a boat. They had to pass some shrimp. So, um, I like fried shrimp. Uh, I love fried shrimp. Who doesn't like fried shrimp? I like the flat fried shrimp that you get in the frozen meal department that you know wasn't swimming yesterday. That you know was probably alive a generation ago. Not sure that's even shrimp. I don't even know. I, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of fake shrimp meat out there. That's probably it. Oh well, here's another thing I found out that that pissed me off, and I'm somebody's gonna have to Google this. I googled it a while back, and I'm not gonna uh, Google it now because I'm lazy. But Subway sandwiches, when you go and get like chicken something, that chicken is like forty percent turkey. Now that I know really? that information, I can't eat Subway chicken anymore. <laughs> I'm like, give me chicken. But Yet you've eaten it in the past, and you didn't think it, it tasted bad. And it's not like 
they had a chicken mate with a turkey and it's like 50 50 hey hey no it's like <laughs> pressed up meat all together wadded up and then sliced to look like some kind of chicken breast but it's actually mostly turkey and somebody told me that and i was like there's no way that's true because that's about the only thing i'll get at subway because yeah. it's the only that thing i fraudulent. trust yeah um fraudulent. but anyway so I'm going to say again, the only thing worth eating at Thanksgiving generally are the rolls and and uh, yes. pecan pie and maybe sweet potato pie if it's good. Some sweet potato pie sucks too. So <laughs> turkey's terrible. The, all these gravies and giblets and I mean, I just want to yak. If I want somebody to cook filet mignon, that's what I'm going to tell you. We're having Thanksgiving at my parents' house. And I told them, I was like, look, they were like, every year, Luke, we do this and you don't eat the turkey. I was like, do y'all not remember? I was like, I was a fat kid. I'm not super skinny now, but I was a fat kid and I was a big kid. And so I never, I didn't turn nothing down but the collar when it came to food. But so when I went to eat at like my aunt's house and she had that nasty ass oven roasted turkey that had been in there for God knows how long oh. and it was dry as hell. Um, and you know, they put it on my plate and it's just, it's like blanched white. And I'm thinking, how am I supposed to eat this shit? I mean, even as like an eight-year-old, I was thinking to myself, shit. Um, and so I, what I did was I'd cut it up and move it around and then put some casserole on top of it. And it'd be like, ooh, ooh that was so good, y'all. Now, where's the pie so I can actually have a meal? Um, <laughs> again, and I mean this with all sincerity. I appreciate the pilgrims. I appreciate the Native Americans. Um, who who joined with the pilgrims and did whatever it is they did to create this. I appreciate, I love my family. My family's good people. And, but I can see them all the time without it being Thanksgiving. And now think, this Thanksgiving is really going to suck because it's COVID. Half your family is going to be in a mask. The other half isn't. Half your family is going to be pro-Trump. Half of them is going to be pro-Biden. One of them or two of them are going to be drunk. Uh, the NFL <laughs> games suck except for the night game, which will probably already be a The sport. night game's great. Night game's great, but the other one's like Detroit and some other uh, podunk team that is no no good. Detroit's got to get better, or we got to boot them off of Thanksgiving. And I know that's like heresy in Detroit, but uh, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, we, every every Thanksgiving lunch forever has the, the Detroit Lions on TV, and uh, that's fine. That's a cool tradition, sort of. But the but the Lions are so bad. The NFL needs to go out of its way to schedule a good team to play the Lions on Thanksgiving because. I mean, if we got to see the Lions, at least at least throw the Chiefs out there. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'm glad that they did put that night game. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah, that game's Baltimore. great. Steelers and Ravens. Because yeah. don't you just sense the Ravens have been bad for a couple of weeks, but they're better than this. So don't you just sense what I call all the time the market correction game? The Ravens yeah. are better than this, and the Steelers are not the 72 Dolphins. They're no, going they're to lose. You know. And it's fool's gold. It feels like that for sure. It, yeah, I mean they're good. They're good, and they may even win the Super Bowl. But they're not. They're not seventy-two Dolphins good. So uh, they're going to lose at some point, and the Ravens are, are, are. The Ravens have to snap out of this. So I sort. Of, I sort of see that coming. Uh, the Ravens upset of the Steelers on on Thanksgiving after watching a bad Texans team beat a bad Lions team, and maybe a bad Redskins team, bad Washington team beat a bad Cowboys team. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow. Um, we I actually like Thanksgiving, by the way. Hey, I look, like man. I like Thanksgiving food. Although we're not having turkey, it's just the two of us, so we're not. You know, it's just the two of us. So, uh, so the Mrs. QB Country is uh, 
whipping up some uh, some Cornish hen. We're having Cornish hens. God, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I want some turkey. <laughs> no, nah, they're pretty tasty little game birds. They're tasty little game birds. All right, buddy, roll tide. Roll tide.